Tēnā katoa and hello everybody. Welcome to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. My name is Ben Adelberg and I'm coming to you from Tamaki Makoro, Auckland. And g'day, I'm Emma Strutt and I'm currently coming to you from Gungaloo country in Queensland. And before we dive into the conversation today, I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. The Lento Intervention is an Australasian educational and advocacy platform dedicated to raising awareness about the current climate and health crisis. And on this podcast, we invite guests to chat about topics that will inspire you to take action to improve your own health and the health of the planet. So please subscribe to and share this podcast and visit our website for the full show notes. And don't forget to buy us a coffee if you'd like to support our work. Season 2, episode 42, following on from the last episode with Professor Boyd Swinburne, we bring you third and final recording from the Evidence-Based New Zealand series of health-focused public lectures. Episodes 18 to 20 were the Dunedin-based lectures, episodes 30 to 32 were Christchurch, and the Auckland theme was Focus on Hospitals, held on the 9th of October. Due to the COVID lockdown, this was streamed online, and we have for you the audio presentation. In this episode, we bring you the recording of Dr. Mark Craig's lecture. Here he talks about a new approach to preventative medicine, mentioning the success of plant-based policies in overseas hospitals and community plant-based courses. Kia ora everyone. Thanks, Grant. Uh, I guess I'm looking at the patient in front of me a lot of the time, or most of the time. Um, I'm, I don't work in, in research or anything like that. I'm a, a jobbing GP, if you like. Um, I previously worked in acute care in hospitals quite a while um, uh, and then worked as a GP in London and then um, moved here 11 years ago. Um, I worked in a high needs practice for seven years and um, to be honest, it, it's, it's sort of enjoyable, um, but it's also quite depressing. Um, as Boyd says, we're not making any headway really on um, the uh, obesity epidemic and chronic disease um, burden. Um, and sitting at the blunt end of it, um, uh, you know, with 15 minute appointments to see patients, um, it's, it's, yeah, it is quite depressing sometimes. So I, you know, try and look a little bit upstream and, and look at those determinants of health. Um, uh, I've done a bit of Cochrane collaboration work, which is a big um, um, evidence-based meta-analysis um, group that produces guidelines. So I know a bit about, um, you know, reviewing the data and, and the evidence. Uh, a little bit of public health work in London as well. Um, so I do some, um, when I came across the, and I'm going to come to it in a bit, the, the such strong evidence for lifestyle approaches. Um, so if there's medical students listening, um, I wish that I'd known that in medical school or it would have been, maybe I didn't listen. Um, but I think the evidence has accumulated um, so much that the, the difference that lifestyle makes to that individual patient in front of you. Um, and obviously as a population basis. So I do some consulting now um, for people who um, uh, want to often reverse their disease um, or lose weight um, or, you know, address one of their chronic diseases or, or whatever issue it is. Um, so I'd, I'd like to reach as many people as possible. And, and that's what we're trying to do through, you know, our, our you know, nascent um, small group, really, EBE. Um, through holding talks and symposiums. And we run potlucks once a month at Greylin. Um, for people who want to learn about plant-based diets, we have a speaker, um, we have a social thing. Because um, as Boyd says, it's, it's about, um, you know, food's a very social, cultural thing. Um, and we share, you know, tips. And um, it, it often comes down just to those, as Fuchsia was saying, those pictures of food and what you're eating, what you're putting in your mouth at, at that individual level at, at that time. Um, I'm very aware of those social determinants of health. Um, I'll show you the diagram a bit later on. Um, but, um, you know, when I, when I see someone, I, it takes me an hour, hour and a half for people who, who come and see me for an for a, um, individual appointment to get to know them, to get to know their backgrounds, their family relationships, their stresses in their lives to affect changes. I mean, a lot of what I do in that is, is just, you know, not just, but it's, it's health coaching. So rather than direct medical intervention. Um, but I guess what I bring to it is I can manage their um, chronic disease medicines and conditions um, alongside um, dietary and lifestyle um, advice. Um, so, yeah, I'm very pleased to be um, vice chairperson of EBE. Um, 
a great series of talks around the country, Grant, well done for putting it together. You know, um, the power of it, um, as Boyd says, comes from people, you know. Um, doctors have a, a, a significant big voice, voice as well, but, um, you know, doctors can get a bit boring, I think, for the government in terms of just harping on about uh, chronic disease problems and um, um, complaining about the, the way things are. Um, so the power really comes from people, um, patients, if you like. Um, and, and I know I've got several of my sort of patients who are slash friends really and probably um, uh, watching in uh, tonight. Um, I've, you know, when I came across the evidence for, for lifestyle and health, and it is so dramatic, um, uh, it made me, like it does for a lot of people in public health, change, change my diet entirely. If someone had told me I was following a plant-based type of diet, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'd have laughed at them. Um, it, it wasn't on the medical agenda and, and medical education hardly taught in postgraduate when I mention it in my CME meetings um you know people you know almost laugh at me or, or you know don't take it very seriously um it, it, and I don't blame people at all it's, it's the way this is always well, here's the way the system's been set up we have fast 15 minute appointments we have to turn people over you can you can you know get in brief interventions to try and change people's um approach to their health um, and build up relationships over time, which is the benefit of, of primary care and general practice. Um, but it's, it is pretty challenging. Um, and I've got, you know, some interest in the stake in the future. Well, we all do, but um, we've got a couple of kids who, you know, uh, fully healthy children, um, 10 and 13 now, um, fully plant-based diet. Um, and I'm going to come to a little bit of how plant-based you have to be a little bit later on, you know, um, Obviously, the whole world's not going to turn vegan overnight. Um, but, you know, as many of the studies that Future talked about, and I'm going to bring up tonight um, briefly, indicate we need to move more in that plant-based di um, direction um, at our individual levels uh, of our food choices. So I guess I'm appealing to people who, you know, the people who really um, need these interventions won't be listening or won't be here, as always the case. Um, I'm appealing to people who have a bit of interest in their health, um, perhaps like yourself, Grant or, or Peter, who um, have conditions they would like to reverse. Um, the risk factors for, you know, are commonest conditions, so heart disease, stroke, um, diabetes, um, you know, cancer risk um, um, uh, conditions. Um, we can, you know, do a lot to, to reverse those risk factors and, and lower your disease risk or reverse your disease. So look, I've got a lot of slides here. Um, fortunately, uh, Fuchsia's knit um, some of them in the bud, so I'll be able to gloss over a few of them because I know time's getting on this evening. and People have probably had a lot of time on, on Zoom during this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna just, I won't mention much about the um, health problem in New Zealand. We've covered a lot of it. Um, I'm just going to go a bit about the, talk a bit about the evidence of plant-based diets for, for your individual health. Um, some of the studies for it, um, some of these um, disease-specific studies um, of reversal. I mean, I think these are the most astonishing things. You can actually get reversal and more and more in diabetes and um, other conditions. We, we, we've seen reversal starting to become a bit mainstream. Um, but when you start talking about heart disease, as you did, and that, I know that was your um, galvanizing um, factor for, for really getting on this um, train uh, grant, um, and these studies have been done. They're hard to do. We always need more of them, um, but they are there. And um, when the effect is so powerful, um, you know, do we wait another 5, 10, 15, 20 years if you develop heart disease before uh, adopting this type of diet? You know, uh, uh, we're talking around a, a whole food plant-based type of diet. Um, I won't talk much about practical considerations because um, Fuchsia's covered some of that. Um, and then the planet. Um, so if you follow the British Medical Journal, um, yet again, um, and I know Boyd's been involved with the Eat Lancet Commission. Um, uh, today's editorial in the BMJ um, was about promoting um, well, diets and health behaviours for um, being, um, uh, which will also help the planet as well. So a lot of that's about food. Uh, and, and other behaviours. Um, yeah, doctors do have a, and health professionals have, have a strong voice. And I think it's up to us. It's, it's all our own um, individual duties to, um, to do what we can. And the first rule about this club is, is to talk about it, obviously, um, but in a non-confrontational sort of 
um, gently persuasive way, I suppose. Um, I'm just going to start with a case study. Um, you know, patients come back to me again and again, and, and it really astonishes me. Um, this has changed the whole way I, I do medicine, really, trying to put that lifestyle stuff, and particularly the, the diet I see as central. Um, but I know there are lots of factors that affect what people choose to eat. Um, but people who are, I guess, relatively health literate and able. Um, so this is one of my patients um, last year, um, uh, nearly age 69. I wish I'd started on a whole food plant-based diet even a few years earlier, but no one told me. Um, those I entrusted my health diagnosis and outcomes after the age of 60 um, resulted in standard treatment with prescription medicines, uh, an ACE inhibitor that I was already taking and a statin. Um, no one ever talked to me about my diet or being overweight or obese, despite weighing, um, sorry, I've lost the edge of the screen there, but despite being significantly overweight um, uh, in my early 50s, 162 centimetres. In all fairness to the medical profession, they may, may have been woefully ignorant about the role uh, a plant-based type of diet can play in reversing and avoiding uh, and limiting diseases. So five months into a plant-based diet, um, so excluding animal products. And, and the other key thing, obviously, as we talked about, mentioned before, is it's got to be whole foods. There's lots of plant-based crap out there um, surrounded by it. Um, and um, it's responsible for, a, a, you know, as Boyd says, a, a very high proportion of the obesity and, and chronic disease um, uh, issues we have. Um, but there are some benefits to excluding some animal products um, from the diet. So her cholesterol reduced from 6.1 down to 4.5. Her LDL, you know, bad cholesterol um, reduced very significantly into good target ranges. Triglycerides came down. Um, and that probably reduces her um, heart attack and stroke risk, you know, by something like 30 or 40%, perhaps more. Um, lots of people have heart attacks and strokes with normal cholesterols, um, just because of the way the reference ranges are set. Um, I think expectations are relatively low for what people can do with, with changing their diet. Um, and 50% of heart attacks occur in people with normal um, cholesterols. Um, despite being told at an anaesthetic assessment a few weeks before um, that I'd be on a statin, high cholesterol was genetic. Um, and she hopes it will go down further. So she reduced her weight down to um, a weight she hadn't been um, since she was uh, in her 20s, um, or before she was an adult sleeping really well, um, blood pressure came down significantly, able to reduce the salazapril, um, blood pressure medicine. Um, people often report feeling good as well, good energy, um, sleeping well. Um, obviously, if you lose that amount of weight, you, you know, everything feels a bit better. But healing from um, operations, um, as she says here, um, and other conditions tend to uh, reduce or go away, such like gastritis and, um, and gut issues. Um, so the problem, uh, Fuchsia's shown this slide already, um, I won't uh, labour through these, but uh, huge um, long-term conditions, taking up probably 80-90% of our um, health budget, that's where your health dollars are going. Um, very high obesity rates, um, multi-comorbidities, uh, very high diabetes rates there. So I'm just going to take the uh, there we are, a bit better, just minimizing that. Um, so I can reach the ed edge of the screen. Um, life expectancy um, for uh, men and women there um, is still increasing, um, but healthy life expectancy is um, not so good. So people uh, are said to be dying longer rather than living longer in some ways, um, living several years in, in not great health. Um, in contrast with, as I'll come to a bit later, places such as the blue zone areas around the world, the healthiest, longest lived people um, who tend to live and be self-caring and active and even working well into their 80s sometimes and into their 90s and, and have the highest number of people living um, or centenarians. Um, <clears throat> touched on equity issues, um, Mali living um, about 7.5 uh, years shorter um, than Pakeha, a European uh, Pacifica, um, about five and a half shorter uh, life years. Um, so I'm just stuck here. Um, what are the risk factors um, in New Zealand? 
we've gone through a lot of them. Um, blood pressure, obesity, dietary risks, um, uh, alcohol and tobacco, obviously, um, high LDL cholesterol. Um, and uh, the global burden of uh, disease studies um, every two, three years um, uh, reports on um, the, the uh, well, our, um, what our chronic, chronic disease um, uh, levels are uh, and on, on what the dietary risks are. And so this is diets high in sodium, low in whole grains, low in fruits, nuts and seeds and vegetables, uh, causing the, uh, the diseases on the right that uh, kill a high proportion of our population. Um, we've talked about ultra processed foods, making up um, a very high percentage of our calories in New Zealand from um, quite a young age, from, from year of, from up to 12 months of age. Um, and high salt intake, low fiber, um, high red meat and processed meat uh, intake relatively. Um, and people might have seen this before, the wider determinants of health, um, understanding the causes of the causes of the causes of diseases. Um, and, and Boyd's talked about those, so I won't uh, talk much about it. So lifestyle medicine. So for any of the medical students listening, um, which I've known this, which I've been taught about it, um, uh, it is always at the top of guidelines for treating diseases, but it's it's a small section. Um, I don't feel it's treated that seriously. Um, uh, you know, a few platitudes around healthy diets. Um, you can't do much in a short appointment. I think is the is the bottom line, um, which is how ninety percent of our um, uh, health um, point of care episodes are with with primary care. Um, so some really good studies showing um, impact of uh, healthy lifestyle factors on, on life expectancies in, in the US. So the nurses and health professional studies, um, five healthy lifestyle factors. Um, if you had all of those, the healthy diet, not smoking, not excess alcohol, um, normal body mass index uh, and some exercise, you'd have a 74% reduction in risk of dying, 65% um, reduction in risk of dying from cancer, 82% um, reduction in cardiovascular disease um, and prolonging life expectancy, 10 um, years of extra uh, life expectancy free from major diseases. So really, really significant studies showing, showing the, the benefits of a healthy lifestyle. Um, and similar from the, from the UK, 80% of chronic disease and premature death can be prevented by adopting these um, healthy lifestyle behaviours. Um, so diets kill more people than tobacco globally now, um, as the global burden of disease study has shown. And how does it do that? What, what are the effects? What happens at the molecular level? Um, we have uh, dyslipidemia, so high cholesterols, high blood fats, oxidative stress, that's um, um, reactive oxygen species from um, you know, unhealthy foods um, causing inflammation. Um, the unhealthy um, gut microbiome, um, more and more um, becoming apparent about the, the role of the trillions of bacteria that live in our gut um, in terms of our immune system and regulation and re reducing inflammation um, and abnormal cell growth that can lead to um, things like tumours and cancer. Um, and there's, there are a lot of um, good studies um, showing the benefits of, of swapping animal for plant proteins. Um, and that's they've really put, been put into a lot of um, national and international guidelines. Um, so in the nurses and health professional studies um, and, and uh, cohorts in Japan um, show that replacing even 3% of total energy in the diet from animal protein with plant protein um, can significantly reduce mortality for a number of causes um, in the order of 20 to 30%. Um, and there's a number of these substitution um, studies uh, out there now um, describing similar benefits. Um, so how would plant-based um, diets help? Um, lowing inflammation, as I said, um, less oxidative stress, healthier gut biome, um, lower um, uh, obesity rates. So, um, Fiber and water tend to be the things that fill us up. Um, so if you're eating, a, uh, there's no fiber in any animal product at all. So, um, it, you know, each time you're eating meat, fish, dairy, chicken, eggs, um, you're forfeiting some fiber in your diet. Um, and obviously if you're eating ultra processed foods, um, a lot of them may have had the fiber taken out of them. 
Um, so plant-based diets have that low calorie, high nutrient content, uh, phytooxidants, antioxidants, etc. phytochemicals, sorry. Um, avoiding carcinogens, um, healthy gut biome, and uh, improved hormone profile, particularly for female reproductive cancers, um, such as breast and uterine. Um, what foods have been shown to promote health? Well, in the Greek epic cohort, um, uh, if we look at this graph here, if people aren't familiar with reading it, um, the, if the bars to the left of the uh, zero line um, show uh, improved um, or re reduction in mortality of death uh, rates, um, and the ones on the right increased death rates. Um, so vegetables, legumes, uh, fruits, nuts, um, to a lesser extent, cereals, and, uh, and the, the healthier fats, mono and um, uh, unsaturated fats. Um, uh, to the left, um, alcohol, um, meat, dairy, and fish have been shown to be um, associated with increased mortality rates. Um, and the PREDIMED study, which is the study that, that put the Mediterranean diet on the, um, on the map, or, or one of them that, that um, helped promote the Mediterranean diet. Um, so trials um, adding either olive oil or nuts um, showed a decrease in combined cardiovascular events, um, mainly due to reduction of, of stroke in the, in the nuts group, um, but no overall um, reduction in mortality. Um, so they then re-analyzed um, the data uh, in the PRINIMED, um, differentiating between the unhealthy plant-based foods. So many of these may have been ultra-processed foods, um, uh, you know, with the nutrients stripped, fiber lost and, and added, you know, fat, salt and sugar. Um, uh, and if they um, differentiated those, so you, you can see the three lists there, and they uh, created a, a diet index uh, of healthy plant um, foods and unhealthy plant foods. Um, and when they looked at the, this pro-vegetarian type of diet, um, uh, the, the more um, pro-vegetarian healthier diets had um, lower disease rates. Um, as you can see the, the, these five quintiles, um, so the, on the far right-hand side have the, uh, um, the healthiest um, outcomes. Um, there have been studies of the Mediterranean diet, which is the, probably the most recommended diet these days um, for sort of mainstream um, health professionals um, against a, a low-fat or a whole food plant-based type of diet um, uh, by Neil Barnard's group uh, in Washington. Um, showed that the vegan diet really, uh, resulted in better weight loss, lower cholesterol, um, improved insulin sensitivity, but uh, had slightly less impact on the blood pressure. Um, and in these big meta-analyses from these, these really big cohort studies um, that I've got listed on the right-hand side there, um, they've got the, the plant-based diet index here in general and its effect on all these diseases. Um, and you've got the healthy plant-based diet index um, separated here from the unhealthy, so more processed plant-based uh, foods. Uh, and, and what you can see really, this, this basically says you need to eat whole foods, which is which you want to know, but you, know, you obviously need to demonstrate it in, in these studies. Um, so if you had the unhealthy plant-based diets, you actually could increase your coronary heart disease risk, diabetes, um, kidney disease, uh, fatty liver, uh, and all cause death. Um, so, you know, you can't get away, um, you know, vegans great for the planet perhaps, and, um, and obviously for, for animal welfare, um, but you can't get away with having Coke and chips and Oreos um, as a mainstay of your diet, that is what this shows. But um, just coming back to it, but very significant reductions on a healthy plant-based diet of all these diseases in these major studies um, with, with hundreds of thousands of uh, people involved. So eat on the left rather than on the right. Um, uh, it's hard because it's a slippery slope. If you have a bit of the stuff on the right, you, you want more of it because we're all uh, in the same bodies that evolved a couple of million years ago. And um, and we all crave fat, salt, and sugar in case we, we think we're going to die tomorrow. So uh, um, personality and, and lots of other factors come into people's ability to, uh, to withstand the onslaught of processed foods. Um, specific studies on vegan health. And we got the Adventists uh, Health Study from Seventh-day Adventists in 
uh, around North America um, and the Epic Oxford uh, cohort um, with a large number of uh, vegetarians or vegans included. Uh, although some of the um, Oxford um, studies don't come out um, as one might expect with vegetarian or, or vegan diets, um, they seem to have a, a low amount of fiber and, and sorry, uh, not a particularly healthy type of, of vegan or vegetarian diet. Uh, whereas the Adventists um, have a have a healthier type of diet. Um, I'll cut through here. I'm just going to show you through these graphs. Um, so this shows that um, all-cause mortality, um, which is on the left of the the one line there down the middle. Um, if you look right at the bottom of that triangle there, th this is an odds ratio plot um, uh, summarizing all these um, studies above. Uh, According, uh, weighting them all according to size and, and quality of the study. And uh, it's well to the left of the bar on the left showing um, reduced all-cause mortality um, uh, in vegetarians uh, against um, health-conscious omnivores on a, on a sort of a healthy um, mixed diet, um, standard diet. Um, it also shows that the, the vegans are the only group with a, a healthy BMI um, in the Adventist health studies. So a healthy body mass index is 25 or less. Um, and the lacto-over vegetarians, pescatarians, semi-vegetarians, um, and non-vegetarians uh, all had elevated BMIs. Um, diabetes prevalence goes down. Um, the more plant-based, if you like, the, the diet in the Adventist health studies. So you can see it goes down stepwise um, on these charts. Um, reduction in blood pressure, uh, very similar. And uh, reduction in heart disease, um, quite significantly to the left um, in vegetarians. Um, and uh, the Epic Oxford um, and Epic Europe, ve Europe vegetarian studies um, also show um, lower rates of ischemic heart disease, diabetes, um, and at least 18% less um, overall cancer rates. Uh, and that brings, brings us to the, the blue zones. Um, many of you may have heard about them. Um, these these long-lived um, healthy people that have been, um, uh, you know, analysed now for, for what they eat essentially and, and their lifestyles. Um, um, different places around the world in the Seventh-day Adventists in California, um, the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, um, a couple of areas in the Mediterranean, and then the Okinawans. Um, and they all have a lot of healthy lifestyle features, um, uh, behaviours, um, uh, you know, social, regular constant movement, um, regular movement, um, social engagement, um, uh, lower stress, um, no time urgency there in Okinawa. Um, but right at the centre of it is a plant-centred diet. So often 90, 95% plant-based um, with... So they all eat a bit of meat, fish, um, pork or something like that, depending on what part of the world they're from. Um, but um, it's small amounts and it's not the centre of the plate like we often have it here. It's the, uh, the condiment or the flavour uh, and not every day. Um, so, yeah, this is the guide. If you go onto the um, Blue Zones um, website, it's, it's, there's a lot written on their healthy behaviours and, and ways you can um, eat like a, a Blue Zone person. Um, so Loma Linda uh, in California has one of the highest um, life expectancies in the world, um, 10 times more likely to live to 100 than typical Americans. Um, 10 years longer than the national average. Um, and just across the road in San Bernardino, um, they've got the opposite. They've got um, a much poorer um, socioeconomic uh, group there um, because the, the Loma Linda Hospital serves both populations and they have um, quite a, a diversity of, of, of people who come into it. Um, <clears throat> so our plant-based diets, um, I suppose, we need more studies on them, um, whole food plant-based. Um, uh, is it acceptable and does it work? Um, you know, Luke Wilson and Nick Wright's um, excellent um, study based in Gisborne uh, in quite a, a relatively um, mixed, uh, poorer um, socioeconomic uh, group. Um, these are hard studies to do. Um, they had 65 patients. This was just published a couple of years ago. Um, they all had either 
elevated BMI and one of the diseases you see there, diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, or high lipids. Um, and they just had education uh, meetings um, or teaching on, on following a plant-based diet for, for three months. Um, 75% uh, uh, completed the study to six months um, and uh, uh, up at 12 months, 70% uh, were able to be followed up, um, showing quite good adherence to, to the study. It's very hard when the, end, when the end of a study happens, people often go their, their own way if it's not successful. So it, it's a mark of the success of the study that people stuck to it. Um, so they had significantly um, statistically significant differences in cholesterol reduction at three months and, and at six months in the subgroup analysis, um, reduction in cardiovascular um, risk score at three months, decreased medication use, increase um, in the intervention group, increase in the control group quite significantly. Um, and it's really nice to be able to de-prescribe. Um, as doctors, we tend to just add another pill to people's lists until they're on you know, 10, 15 pills sometimes if they have multi-comorbidities. Um, so it's great to be able to um, take pills off people. They really love it. <clears throat> and um, a very significant um, weight reduction um, such that this was actually, um, to their knowledge, that um, achieved the greatest weight loss um, of any other trial um, in the medical literature that doesn't limit um, energy intake or, or mandate exercise. Um, <clears throat> good thing about it, there's no calorie counting, no um, portion control. Um, the, the diet is satiating in itself by the fiber and the water content. Um, so people you know, can eat ad ad libitum, so as much as they like. <clears throat> uh, and this study, this um, chart um, uh, from my friends, uh, Malcolm and Jenny, um, I show patients to show where the calories are in their food. Um, these are all obviously um, whole foods. Um, <clears throat> but if you eat to the left, the, the green uh, side of the chart, you tend to lose weight or plateau. And, and the more food you eat to the right-hand side, and obviously processed foods, you tend to increase weight. And uh, this works by the, the um, satiation effects uh, of stomach distension being the number one thing that stops us eating more calories than we need. Um, so interventional studies, um, people often say, this is Prof Dean Ornish, um, who's done reverse heart disease and reverse early prostate cancer uh, studies. Um, this was published in The Lancet initially in 1990 and before I went to medical school. Um, and one might have thought it, it might change the way um, people approach cardiology. Um, uh, today, I've only met one um, cardiologist in New Zealand, um, Patrick Ladding, who um, trained in Cleveland with um, one of the other reverse heart disease um, authors um, who knows about trying to reverse uh, heart disease with diet. So um, uh, Dean Ornish had 48 patients with known uh, coronary heart disease um, shown on uh, angiography, followed up for five years. No cholesterol um, lowering medication was used. And 82% uh, showed regression of narrowing of their arteries, so atherosclerosis at one year. Uh, and further regression was demonstrated at five years. Um, this is shown radiologically. So these are really hard studies to do, to put someone on a diet. Um, they also had the other, sorry, I should have said that other factors such as uh, exercise was involved, um, stopping smoking, which obviously can make a significant difference uh, and stress management. Um, but really significant changes there to, to reverse heart disease was, you know, unheralded really um, uh, you know, until this time. Um, uh, and I see a number of people who have read Ornish's um, study. Um, you can read his book. I mean, Bill Clinton famously did it um, and, you know, uh, just come for counselling on uh, and manage of their medical conditions, uh, or the medications, etc. cetera, um, who followed the Ornish diet. Um, this just shows the uh, change. People who um, uh, didn't follow the diet or, or just in the control group, had increase in, in clogging up of their vessels, as you'd expect, um, going upwards there on the chart. Uh, and the treatment group um, had slow regression, so slow um, opening of their, their coronary arteries. 
Um, that's pretty significant. So, you know, people like to be told they've got another option other than just medications and procedures. Uh, it gives them power and they can take it into their own hands. Um, and not everyone's able to do it. Not everyone's in the right, you know, um, mental space or, or, you know, I guess is good enough at cooking or, or can um, uh, feel they can change their diet. But the people who can, you know, get very significant clinical symptoms and, um, you know, potentially if you were to do angiography, which you wouldn't do unnecessarily, you, you could demonstrate it radiologically like uh, Ornish has. <clears throat> um, cool, well, Esselstyn, um, who has a, a good um, Radio New Zealand interview with Kim Hill from several years ago, you can still listen to. He's done something similar in the uh, Cleveland Clinic. Uh, this was just an interventional um, case series of 198 patients. Um, uh, and as you can see in the angiogram on the right, um, a number of them had um, radiologically demonstrated um, uh, regression of their, the, the clogging up of their artery. You can see that the Widowmaker artery there um, uh, showing a, a very moth-eaten um, uh, portion and by itself and no other uh, medication interventions. Um, a number of them were, were shown to have um, opening up of their heart blood vessels. So um, to, to get the um, investigations is hard. To, to do angiography and to do these PET scans is really hard. We, we obviously need more of these kind of studies. It's hard to fund them. There's, there's no money in um, uh, funding dietary um, interventions, um, eating whole foods and, and healthy foods. Um, uh, there's money in drugs and procedures, unfortunately, and, and that's just the way the system is. So. Yeah, my message to people is to if you know someone with heart disease is to give them the option. You know, not everyone wants to do it or can do it, but just giving people the option. Um, so for other diseases, um, Barnard's shown um, reversal of uh, or improvements in, in diabetes scores um, in uh, uh, an RCT. Um, I won't go through all the details, but people can look it up if you're interested in it. Um, a lot of people are doing reverse diabetes studies now, um, but often they're on quite miserable calorie limiting or, or liquid diets. Um, whereas to be able to eat healthy whole foods ad libitum as much as you like um, is a real bonus of following a plant-based type of diet. Um, and there's a number of groups around the world doing this. So the Mastering Diabetes groups of, of um, Cyrus and, and Robbie uh, are quite well known um, out of the States. Um, and I encourage people to, to, to read it if they're trying to reverse their diabetes. Um, cancer and diet, um, significant um, studies showing um, reduction in cancer risk. So 17% increased risk um, with uh, red meat and 18% um, increase uh, per 50 gram of processed meat has been shown so, such that the World Health Organization um, declared um, red meat to be a, a probable carcinogen, group 2A, um, and processed meat is a group one um, confirmed carcinogen. Um, and um, various means of, of components of the foods, um, heme iron, uh, heterocyclic amines, uh, N-nitroso compounds, these is quite well demonstrated um, harmful um, elements of, of, of eating meat or, or cooked meat or, or additives to meat. And Ornish has shown um, reversal of early stage prostate cancer. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to, to do these sort of studies on other cancers because you, you obviously um, have your surgery or have your radiotherapy or chemotherapy pretty quickly um, after diagnosis, hopefully. Um, with early stage prostate cancer, there's a watch and wait because it's a slow indolent type of cancer. Um, and he was able to demonstrate um, uh, over a couple of years, um, uh, reduction in PSA score and cancer volume. Um, I'll show you in the next slide. Um, oh, and also increase in telomerase, um, uh, which is a marker really for um, re reduction in cancer um, activity. Uh, and on the right hand side there, you can see the, uh, the red heat map um, before the intervention, before uh, changing diet, going to, to green, showing reduction in oncogene, uh, oncogenic activity, so cancer promoting uh, activity. Um, and uh, this is an MRI scan of, of someone's prostate with prostate cancer, um, showing a reduction in PSA from six and a half to four and a half. 
and corresponding reduction in cancer volume. Um, so it's, it's pretty, pretty cool stuff, really. Uh, if I had prostate cancer, um, I'd want to know about it. I want to have that option. Um, and the WHO and the World uh, Cancer Research Fund have, as you can see on the left, have a um, whole food or a, a diet rich in whole grains, vegetables, fruits and beans as a big part of their um, prevention and also um, post-diagnosis for people with cancer. Um, it's, it's been shown people have improved survival curves um, with healthy lifestyles, um, particularly including um, healthy diets. Uh, and of the nature of a, of a healthy plant-based type of diet. Because um, plant-based diets address the root of the cause. So reducing inflammation, as I say, the ox oxidative stress, insulin resistance, um, improving gut biome, gene expression, um, uh, addressing the short telomere issue. Um, they're like the fuses of the um, end of the DNA. The more they unravel, the, the more trouble you're potentially in. Um, DNA damage and, and hormone dysregulation. And, and many people are, are taking it further. You know, we, we need more studies on all of these things, obviously, on specific diseases and diet. They're, they're hard to do and get funding for. But um, more and more people around the world are, 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 I suppose, looking at the evidence and saying, well, it's good enough to, to start recommending it to people. Um, so Chiba in um, Japan um, recommends... Um, uh, a plant-based diet and, and has shown remission or, or improvements in what is an epidemic of inflammatory bowel disease around the world now with Western diets. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it starts with writing up case reports, like in the bottom left-hand corner, um, Alan Desmond's um, group in the UK. Um, you write one case report, you write several, you have a case series, and then hopefully someone takes notice and you can... Um, uh, you know, get uh, proper interventional studies funded. Um, <clears throat> but a number of groups, uh, and there's an Auckland-based group, High Carb Health, who regularly post um, remission or, or improvement, great improvement in symptoms of inflammatory bowel disease, this, this nasty inflammatory condition that affects people at a young age um, and ruins their life, and, and they often end up with surgery or stomas or um, uh, awful problems. Um, multiple sclerosis, probably one of the best studies in I've come across in medicine in terms of how hard it must have be uh, to do it um, in Portland, Oregon. And um, George Jelinek, um, who was an ED um, professor in Melbourne, um, but now his, his main thing after he overcome, overcame his multiple sclerosis, which is this um, inflammatory, degenerative, um, uh, unpleasant neurological um, disease that, that classically women get in their 30s or, or even younger <clears throat> and tends to progress in, in a high proportion of people. Um, and his 34-year-old study was the, showed the best intervention, the best results of any um, intervention in, in, for, for treating MS. And um, I've come across a number of people who uh, have their MS in remission. Um, I spoke at the MS Research Day a couple of years ago and, and a number of people were onto it, but a lot of people didn't know about it. But if you don't give them the option, um, they'll never know. Um, and the thinking is behind this is, is the reducing the amount of saturated fat and um, uh, something in the mechanism of saturated fat and metabolism and, uh, and inflammation that uh, triggers in um, genetically predisposed people, um, MS. Um, a bit like for, you know, inflammatory bowel, if you've got the genes to predispose you, you know, having a, a you know, an animal based and, and perhaps processed um, food diet just tips the balance um, to, uh, uh, to give you that disease compared with someone else. Um, and there is a journal now, the International um, Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention um, <clears throat> has been created really to um, as the name says, to, to put case reports in um, of often conditions that you wouldn't think um, are reversible or, or improvable um, with diets, um, renal conditions, lupus, um, heart disease, uh, lymphomas. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, and this is how it starts really, as I say, you need to write case studies, get case series, um, and then uh, people start to take note. Um, that's how medicine's evolved through, you know, through the decades anyway. Um, I won't talk about um, the nutrients because um, Fuchsia's covered all of it, but um, 
you, you must take uh, B12. You've got to watch your calcium. Um, there's this risk of increased uh, fractures for people not getting enough calcium in the diet. Um, uh, Fuchsia covered some of that in her talk. Uh, protein tends to take care of itself. You eat, if you eat a sensible diet and, and uh, she covered iron and, and the other uh, micronutrients there. Um, so the consensus is, is building towards plant-based diets. Um, all these organizations now recommend it specifically, in, including interestingly, Kaiser Permanente, the biggest uh, health insurer in the US, um, because they've done the maths and they realized that actually saves money to, for people to take uh, care of themselves and, and reduce their um, claims. Um, so they now specifically recommend a plant-based diet and have a, a program people can go on. Uh, the Canadians are, are onto it. Um, they've got dairy out of the, uh, uh, the the beverage of choice. They've got half fruit and vegetables, um, optional um, animal uh, foods as part of their um, uh, protein section and, and whole grains. Um, I'm just going to come to COVID. I'm actually working in the quarantine hotels at the moment. Um, COVID is really picking off, unfortunately. This is what I see every day when I'm sending people to, to Middlemore or wherever um, from the hotels as, you know, as they um, start to desaturate and get a bit unwell. Um, <clears throat> it's picking off people with chronic diseases and inflammation, largely. Um, as it shows here, you know, 64% um, of hospitalizations in the, in the US were attributable to heart disease, obesity, blood pressure, or diabetes. Um, and that's not a full list of, of all the chronic diseases out there. So a very high proportion of people who are getting COVID, getting sick, um, have been shown to have underlying um, uh, chronic diseases. Um, Plant-based uh, diets, pescatarian diets, and COVID severity, 73% um, lower odds of, of moderate to severe COVID um, infection with a plant-based diet, 59% um, lower uh, odds with a pescatarian diet, so it's a fish-inclusive diet, um, such that they said uh, these diets may be considered uh, for protection against COVID-19. Uh, and interestingly, low-carbohydrate, high-protein diets had a Three, uh, 3.8 times um, greater odds of uh, um, moderate to severe infection. Uh, and the Zoe study, um, Tim Spector's group um, uh, in London and, and uh, Chan in, in Harvard um, found something similar. People with the highest diet quality, 10% less likely to develop COVID. Um, uh, and 40% less likely to, to become ill. So, you know, I wish they'd stand up at the, the 1 p.m. press um, pressos they have and say, uh, well, the other thing you can do, by the way, is look after yourself and, and eat healthily and have, you know, try and eat a healthy diet if you're really worried about this, um, as well as obviously smoking and alcohol, but, but you know, self-care, um, things, things people can actively do rather than sit at home worrying, yeah, if they're going to get it and get sick. Uh, so we'll just jump through this. So I won't spend much time on other diets. I mean, there are lots of lose, ways to lose weight and even potentially improve your um, uh, um, cholesterol, blood pressure, um, and other parameters. Um, <clears throat> but they tend to have higher increase, higher um, mortality rates long term um, in the big studies. Um, so you know, it's public, uh, published in the Lancet Public Health um, Journal. Um, showing mortality increased 18% when carbs were exchanged for animal-derived fats or protein and decreased um, when substitutions were, were plant-based. Um, so a high-carb diet risk was associated with um, re um, refined carb intake. So it shows there that um, the very highest carb-containing um, diets um, were refined carbohydrates, unfortunately, uh, ultra-processed foods. Um, I won't go through keto. There's, you know, the... It's, um, people, people tend to make their own choice with diet depending on um, their pre-existing, um, uh, I guess, um, preconceptions. Um, but uh, there are good studies showing improvements in, with a plant-based diet compared with keto. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I was always going to mention about um, the effect of diet and health, um, uh, or planetary health, sorry. Um, our house is on fire. Um, loss of biodiversity, um, 
loss of the forests. Um, uh, animal agriculture is the leading cause of species extinction, um, ocean dead zones, water pollution, habitat destruction. Um, it's a particular problem for New Zealand, which has a disproportionate mm. high um, uh, carbon uh, emission burden uh, compared with other, other countries. Um, yeah, and without decisive and urgent action, um, the cri climate crisis will increasingly undermine human health and disrupt healthcare delivery, uh, both moral and practical reasons for health professionals to be at the forefront of climate action. Um, yeah, doctors do have a voice, and I think it's up to all of us in, in the healthcare professions to, to stand up and um, uh, say something about it. Um, this is the Lancet Commission that Boyd was um, involved in. Um, the planetary health diet, so balancing people's health with um, planetary health, and um, a high proportion of, of whole grains, vegetables, fruits, um, and, and optional smaller amounts of, of animal proteins um, and dairy foods, um, uh, different types of fats, um, less saturated fat, more unsaturated fats, and, and reducing sugars. And, and some foods are win-win. So this tends to be the, the four plant-based sort of groups of foods, fruits, um, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. <clears throat> so they're beneficial for people's health and the planet. Um, barriers to ad adopting a plant-based diet, um, knowledge, cultural norms, um, worry about loss of enjoyment of, of um, types of food they like to eat or, or are, you know, vegetarian diets gonna be enjoyable. Um, once people have tried, they often come back and say they didn't realise how easy and how enjoyable um, these sorts of foods are. Um, worry about nutrient deficiencies and a bit of education. People can kind of lay those fears or, or advise people um, what to eat. Um, and healthcare um, professionals. I certainly didn't know anything about this uh, 10 or 15 years ago. So in conclusion, there's a, a large body of evidence to support plant-based diets for preventing and uh, treating chronic disease. Um, national and international guidelines are catching up with the evidence and uh, human and health uh, and diet patterns have to be considered in the context of uh, global planetary health. Thank you for listening to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. If you found this interesting, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. 